welcome or welcome back to the Elevated Podcast hosted by Lisa Battaglia. You are joining a community of elevated empaths who embrace their duality, honor their empathic superpowers, and live consistently from their authentic soul. The Elevated Podcast tackles conversations around empathy, energy work, sexual energy, manifestation, and social and cultural insights. Thank you for tuning in to the Elevated Podcast and taking the time to nourish your roots and elevate your soul. Let's get into it. Oh, hello. Hello. Welcome or welcome back. This is the Elevated Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa. I'm so glad that you're here. Today, um, I realize like it's been over a month since I last uploaded and my strategy with the podcast lately has been no strategy. <laughs> it has been put the podcast out when you feel inspired to don't force it because when it's forced, y'all can tell if it's forced or it's just not as good. So I have to find A, the inspiration, B, the time, and there are very few moments when that happens. Today is a Thursday, and I usually have a 12-hour day on Thursdays, but today I don't have night class. So I am using this time well and recording some podcast episodes for you instead of taking my midterm that I'm supposed to be doing over the weekend. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, Hi, Elevation Nation. So... I have been, I have interviews that I've already recorded, not edited yet. I've had so many ideas of to, how to bring you like really high quality content and reach out to really interesting people and have them on the podcast. But I decided right now, I just need to chat. We just need to chat like the good old days where it was just you and me. And it was just a chat really me talking at you, but like you thinking about it and responding to me. This is a safe space. And I know that um, a lot of you like these episodes where I just kind of talk about things that I'm going through because I think a lot of us go through similar things around similar times and it's just good for you to refer back to if you go through this in the future. And so... I've just been feeling very strange lately and it's 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 a a call for help to help me figure out what this is and to see if anyone else has experienced it and what it is and if it's just your average like going through a transformation thing or if it's something else I don't know all the people who are really good at tapping into energy. Like, I, I want to hear from you about this. So maybe we start there. I wanted to talk about a few things. I want to talk about the Vanderpump Rules drama because that's fun. I want to talk about letting go of the past, which might be tied in with this first topic. But first, let's just talk about this like weird feeling I've been feeling. So to catch you all up, if you don't know, I'm in law school right now. I'm getting a master's degree in legal studies and I am on, I have two months left. They actually just sent us our cap and gown information, which is crazy. You guys are like, 
hold on, didn't you just start? And you would be right. I did just start this program and I am finishing it very quickly. It's been so rewarding, so perfectly aligned for what I needed. And it's been really beneficial. I'm learning so much. I feel like it's improved my confidence, my intelligence, just everything about me. I am now a huge proponent of higher education, believe it or not. So it's been really fantastic. And maybe some of my like weird feelings right now have to do, have to be with the fact that I am going to be transitioning out of this, but I'm trying to embrace the now as much as possible. I'm taking, I'm just like trying to enjoy every last moment of it and milk it for what it's worth, which I feel like I'm doing really well. The weird feelings that have been coming up, I think are tied to a couple different things. I'm just going to talk it out with y'all. I'm curious if y'all have any thoughts about what this might be, but I have not been able to pinpoint why I don't feel like myself lately. I don't feel like myself lately. That's it. And I wrote a bunch of notes in my phone to try to articulate what these feelings are. I don't feel like myself. I feel very disconnected from my life. I feel disconnected from my friends and kind of my family. Like I don't feel like I am me. And there have been like a lot of weird things that have happened in the last month um, since the last episode you heard with Haley, which got an amazing um, review from all of you. It was such a good episode. I loved her. She was fucking awesome. Since then, few things have happened. The one thing that I can pinpoint that has kind of turned my little emotional stability on its head is finding out that my ex got engaged, which wasn't the best. (laughs) This is like most recent ex and it was like, whoa, I don't feel like it's been that long, but clearly it has like, holy cow. So that was fucked up. Um, (laughs) That happened like two months ago. Some of my friends knew and didn't tell me. That was pretty weird. It was overall just like a very strange experience to kind of go through that and be like, wow, so you've moved on. You've like gotten into a full ass new relationship and I'm still single. And that was really difficult to wrap my head around not wrap my head around but like not resent it was difficult to not resent that I am wondering if any of you have gone through this if any of your exes have gotten engaged and it just was like weird as fuck I was upset for some time I don't know if I'm fully over it it just feels so strange. And I think there was like every emotion that could possibly come up. Resentment, anger, sadness, but also gratitude. But also like, it's fine. I also know that that's not my person. But at one point I did think it was my person. So I have to kind of accept or just like love on the part of me, the past 
you know, younger self version of me that thought that was who I was going to marry and have children with. And uh, it was just like a very strange few days. I also like found out that someone from college that I knew that I used to make out with in college passed away from an overdose. And that was very strange. I found out that one of my friends wasn't doing so well. And it was just a mix of things. And so I was going through it. And I didn't want to talk on the podcast or really to anyone, but I did anyways. And it's been two and a half weeks since that all happened. I feel so much better now, but I still feel strange. I feel that I'm in a major point of shedding. And it's funny because I've taught, I've probably talked about this cycle on the podcast a long time ago, but just like the, the shedding, the darkest before the dawn, when shit gets really rough, it's going to get so good and transformative and things are just going to expand. It's funny when you go through that again and you're like, wait a second, I thought I was done with these like deaths and rebirths. (laughs) I felt like that was going to be it. And like, why do I have to do this again? That's how it feels. But I feel like I'm in this major process of shedding. I feel really irritable. I feel really not myself, like I said, and disoriented. And I feel like I'm turning a corner into a whole new chapter of my life. I can sense that. I can feel it. It's like, why does it have to be so sticky and gross before? I don't know. Um... Sorry if there's background noise. There's a dog trying to get my attention, even though I just gave him a whole hour walk. So I just like wrote some notes in my phone because I'm not really a journaling girly anymore. I'm not really a meditation girly anymore. I'm just like a, (laughs) I don't even know. I don't feel like those tools really like do it for me anymore. So I'm writing notes in my phone instead. I, the first one is like ceasing the victimhood. Now you're like, Lisa, you have made a whole podcast episode thus far. You talked for 10 minutes about how you don't feel like yourself and blah, blah, blah. Poor me. (laughs) But I've been realizing that no one is going to do things for me. Like, no one's going to fix things for me. No one's going to make me feel better. I mean, some things might make me feel better temporarily, but I'm really, like, I have to be the champion and the agent of my healing process. And, like, I think we often want to play in the victim. It's, like, our default. And I think that releases a lot of our responsibility and our power gives our power away to other beings and age you know other people where it doesn't belong there so I think that as much as you can recognize like am I just kind of like feeling sorry for myself am I sitting in that for too long It's good to process your emotions, but not to expect other people or other things to satisfy or to heal you. 
there's this is going to sound so jumbled, but like this is how jumbled things feel right now. There's also a relief that like everything is working out. I know that everything's working out just fine and everything's happening in the timing that it's supposed to. I have so much relief that like everything, every person that I've thought I've wanted to date or every job that I thought I wanted to get, like I know now that none of it was meant for me and none of it was right. Like none of it was even close to right. I was actually being so protected when I didn't get those things. And I know that like I was getting so delayed in my uh, job search journey because I was supposed to go to school. Like I know that now. So it's like, why would I doubt that for a second that it wasn't working out exactly how it's supposed to? And so there's a lot of relief when I realize that to say like, yeah, like these things aren't coming together because like it's not supposed to be forced. Anytime I force something, it was not right. It was never right when I had to force something. So there's a lot of relief. Um, Like I said, I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't know what that's about. It's like I resent having to like talk to anyone. But not anyone. I am... There are moments where I feel like inspired to talk like... At school, I think, is, like, where I've I've kind of isolated my, where I can give my best, you know, social self to. And maybe I just, like, have a limited amount of socializing left in me right now. So I'm kind of maxing it out on school because I've had to do a lot of socializing. We've had a lot of events. I've, like, moderated a panel. I've had to do, like, very social things at school. So I think maybe I'm tapping out there. And feeling a little burnt out. So then when I have to like interact with anyone outside of that, I feel really like irritable and resentful. And it's just not how I want to show up in my other relationships. Like I said, I don't feel like myself. I can't articulate it. It just feels so strange. It's like, I'm not sad. It's not depressing. I don't feel numb. It's just like, why do I feel like weird? (laughs) Why do I feel weird? Um... I feel like I'm an observer of my life. Like, I'm like, who's this dog? Well, now I know Jasper. But like, what house am I in? It's sometimes I, I wonder if any of you feel this way. Like, sometimes do you feel like you've just kind of landed in your present reality and you're like, huh, did I like, am I here right now? Did I manifest all this? Did I do this? Did I finally get the house and the doggy? It's just, yeah, it's, it's, um, curious if you ever have moments like that, like, whoa, where am I? (laughs) I obviously feel so grateful. I have moments where I'm like, so grateful of like, obviously like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Like I'm, I'm so grateful for all that I have right now. It's things are going well. Why do I feel emotionally so strange when things are going so well um this was an interesting note I wrote and this goes back to the to the ex being engaged and to that past group of friends 
I've talked about them before, and that's I've heard from some of you that that's one of your favorite episodes, which is was shocking to me. I don't even remember making that episode where I talked about like letting go of that that past those past friendships with they didn't work out. I realized that there I had a hesitancy to let go of some things that reminded me of those people. There was a lot of hiccuping when I tried to get like let go of some of that. And in my head, there was the conversation like if I let go of these things or if I decide I don't like them anymore, it means that they won. Like I let them win and I don't it's I don't know how to explain it. It's like I let them win and I've given up those things that I wanted to kind of hold on to it out of pride, if that makes sense. And it's like silly stuff. It's like musicians and Coachella and I don't know what else. Like that was just when I had that realization. It was about some music. It was like I thought about it. I was like, I don't really like this person. (laughs) I don't really like this musician anymore. Like, why am I listening to this? And it was like, if I don't, if I unfollow this musician and stop listening to this music, it means that like, I let them win. I was like, wait, that's silly. That doesn't make any sense. It actually makes more sense that I've moved on from those things. And it was such a funny realization. And I that's why I wanted to bring it up on here because like, I feel like there's probably a lot of subliminal things from our past that we try to hold on to out of pride. And it feels like somebody, a lot of the times I feel like I don't make sense, but most of the time I know that somebody out there is probably feeling this way. And that's why I'm feel like I'm articulating it. That's why I'm articulating it the way I am. I just was so fascinated by that concept and I was like, what else am I not letting go of from my past and what is still, what is still a tether there that I didn't even realize was still there? Cause I, in my head, I'm like, I feel like I've moved on. It's been so long. And when I found out the ex was engaged, it flipped my spiraling back on and it was like I was going through the breakup all over again. Which was really, like, bizarre. I'm like, it's been years, two and a half years. Why am I acting like this just ended? And there was, like, a lot of grieving, a lot of strange feelings coming up. There were a lot of things I realized that are in my life that I haven't wanted to let go of because it means I'm completely parting from that version of me it feels like and that and I talked with Katie about this on the podcast I am not the same person at all I am so dramatically different I feel like if I met that version of me I'd be like or I saw videos I have seen videos and I've been like who the hell is that it's very bizarre and when I'm in like Brentwood where I used to live I'm like this feels so strange. It feels like I never lived here, but it also feels very familiar. 
And so I've just been taking note. There's no like lesson here, but it's just like I've been taking note of things that I'm still holding on to for some reason. And I think that's part of this overall theme. I think there's a theme of this shedding that I'm experiencing, just shedding a lot of the things that are not doing it for me anymore. I'm like just taking a huge leap into my future. By the way, the Saturn return, my Saturn return just started. Would love to hear from all of you that have gone through yours, what it's like. Am I in trouble? Am I fine? Is this, is everything I'm talking about just like a sign of a Saturn return? Let me know. You're like, girl, it's your astrology. I refuse to solely blame everything on my Saturn return for the next three years. I refuse. Oh, okay. Here's another thought. I also feel like I have an abundance of opportunities. I am like, wow, there are so many people that can lead me to my next relationship, my next career path. Like, I am meeting and interacting with so many people and so many new opportunities. Like, I just feel that abundance. I feel it there. It's just, I feel an abundance. But it's so interesting that it feels like, okay, there's an abundance of it, but like, where's... Where's the one I want? That's an interesting thought. It, where's the abundance in the one thing that I'm looking for? I feel the abundance. Sure, there are plenty of opportunities. But when is like one going to just kind of stick? And when is that going to be the one? Curious if you, any of you have felt that. The other thing is, like, I know that these things, when I say, like, things, I think I mean job right now, I think. <laughs> it's, like, so unclear. It's, like, I maybe I'm having kind of a the crisis of, like, when you're about to graduate, like, what am I going to do after? But it's, like, also, why am I worrying about that? I don't need to yet. I, don't, I can just enjoy this moment right now because I should enjoy this moment right now. I don't want to look back at this time and be like, gosh, I should have enjoyed the last few months of my ed- very enjoyable education a little bit more. I don't want to say that. So I think when I think, I, I think there's just a natural tendency for me to be like, I should be manifesting something. I should be always desiring something more, which is a great quality to have. But that automated system isn't like that healthy because I have a lot right now. But the things I want, the things I think I want right now are going to want me as much as I want them. There's just going to be this mutual love. This mutual acceptance, this mutual like appreciation. It's just going to be, it's going to happen so much more naturally than I'm anticipating it. And that's happened with this education. I was looking at all these different types of programs and I didn't know where to go or what to do, but like, and I thought it was going to always have to be me fighting for the thing I wanted. 
And instead it was like, actually, they wanted me there. They wanted me to be a representative of this program. Like it was an equal partnership instead of me trying to fight for something, which I think is a good lesson for any future relationship or job or anything. Even like inanimate object like a house, that house, the energy of that house wants you in it. Oh, boy. Okay. I also, I already said this. I said, my note says it's all going to be easy. It's going to happen without effort. I wrote other notes like, ugh, I just want to be cozy. That's the other thing. I just want to be cozy. I can't fucking wear jeans anymore. (laughs) No more hard pants. Me and my classmate, if she's listening to, she doesn't listen to this podcast, I don't think, but if she's listening, she knows soft pants soft pants are necessary for the long days any day really but like hard pants like jeans I can't do it anymore you're like Lisa this is just like a shedding phase just like a little um if you were to think of it in like a the menstrual cycle even though I'm not on my period it's like the period version of life era of life I'm actually ovulating right now. And I'm like, why am I not bouncing off the walls and horny as hell? I'm not. It just might be shocking to hear. I don't feel that way. And yeah, I, I just feel a little burnt out on everything. Isolation from friends. So yeah, I just, I'm curious. I express all of these like random thoughts to you because I know that there's someone out there who might know what I'm talking about and might be able to just like commiserate with me or be able to talk to me about it. I'm just curious if any of you felt this. Is it just like a shedding phase? Is it set in return? Is it just, I don't know. I just needed to talk it out. So thank you for listening to that. All right, let's move on. I need to talk to you about Vanderpump. (laughs) Now, I also at the end of this... Hmm. I think I'm going to talk about what's going on in school and what's going on in the law in a separate episode because it's just going to be like silly us chatting. Then I'm going to give you some legal, legal stuff that's going to be really fun and interesting. That's going to be relevant for you. You're not going to be like, ugh, Lisa, how boring. It's going to be great. It's actually going to be really tied to Uh, the very first episode of this podcast. And it's going to be a deeper dive into all that stuff that I've always loved to talk about. What tech policy laws are going to mean for sexual content on the internet. So I'm going to record that episode right after this one. And it will be coming soon. I want to talk about Vanderpump. If you are not familiar with Vanderpump Rules, it's a Bravo TV show. It is the best reality TV show ever. I'm not a huge reality television person. I really only watch Vanderpump and Summer House right now. I used to be like a Love Island girly. Not really anymore. I used to be a Bachelor girly long time ago. That was like the gateway drug. Don't do that anymore. I don't really watch any other ones. I think Vanderpump is the 
best reality television show. It's like a great gateway for you if you're not a big reality television person. It's perfect. It is so good. And it's like, it's not Housewives. I don't like the Housewives. I don't like to watch. I like to watch like more people my age for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe I'm ageist. But like yell at each other. It's so great. Okay. So Vanderpump Rules has been on for 10 years, which is crazy. There has been one couple that has been together for nine years that has lasted through the thick and the thin, and that is Tom and Ariana, Tom Sandoval and Ariana. And they've been like the steady couple. They've been the the couple that we all idolize. They never cheated on each other like everybody else. We just really, we rooted for them. They were, they had a house together and dogs together. They were the, this kind of new age couple that thought like, we're, I don't really want to get married. Well, Ariana didn't want to get married. Ariana didn't want to have kids, but Tom did. Anyways, there's a newer girl on the show named Raquel. Raquel comes in and was dating James. And then Raquel is really kind of doesn't get along with many people besides Tom and Ariana. Ariana takes her under her wing She's older than her. She's like, I'm going to I'm gonna take you under my wing. I'm going to just take care of you. So Raquel and James break up. Raquel goes off and does her single girl life thing. She actually starts to flirt with and make out with another Tom, a different Tom, who is Tom Sandoval's best friend, and who Tom Schwartz, the other Tom, was married to Katie and Katie is friends with Ariana. Tom and Tom are best friends. Tom and Katie break up. They get divorced. And now Raquel is trying to swoop in and make out with Tom Schwartz. That's what we're seeing happen on the show right now. Last week, if you were living under a rock, let me tell you what happened. We found out that Raquel was not sleeping with the first Tom Schwartz, who was married to Katie. She was actually screwing the other Tom this whole damn time. She was, as Ariana's best friend, having sex with and having a full-on affair with her man's Tom Sandoval for seven months I know. So crazy. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about, this like blew up. Even my mom saw it (laughs) on yahoo.com. It is probably the craziest thing that's happened in reality television because like it was a shock. Like no one saw it coming because Tom and Ariana were supposed to be like the glue that held the group together. And Everybody else cheated, but they never cheated on each other. We thought they were in it for the long haul. So apparently what happened, Tom Sandoval is like doing this stupid cover band because I don't know, he's going through a midlife crisis or some shit. He's doing a cover band. He's performing and his phone drops and then Ariana picks it up and something in her gut told her to look in his phone. And during his show... This is all, like, true, by the way. This is not gossip. This is from the sources directly. And I am dying to see it play out on the show. They have picked up the cameras so that they can record this for us and put it at the end of season 10. 
uh, Ariana decides I, or like has this gut intuition. I need to look through his phone. She looks through Tom's phone and finds a recorded FaceTime of him and Raquel fondling themselves to each other on the phone over FaceTime. They're masturbating themselves off to each other. This is, am I clear? They were touching themselves on the FaceTime. And shit hits the fan. (laughs) Raquel was in New York with another castmate, Sheena, who's friends with both of the girls, doing all this press for the show. Ariana sends it to both of them, says to Raquel, you're dead to me. Allegedly, what is being alleged by Raquel is that Sheena hit Raquel, being like, tell me the truth. Did you do this? She was like, yeah. Sheena hits her. Now Raquel wants a restraining order against Sheena. How are they going to film the show if there's a restraining order? It is so fucking insane. It has consumed my brain. Besides law school, of course. (laughs) It has consumed me. I just like I'm dying to hear every single little detail from every single person involved. And I want to hear everybody's different perspective. I feel so burnt out on reading. Like, I can't read anymore. This has been the saving grace. Like, I am so invested in this drama. So, like, A, if you don't watch Vanderpump Rules, you gotta watch it. This is the craziest thing that's happened on this show. But, like, it's not that far off from what has already happened on the show. Season two is the best season. And so is season six. But you should watch the whole thing because it's so great and you get to so invested in these people's lives. Um, I'm just so – I'm not happy about the situation. It fucking sucks. Team Ariana, I feel so – I feel so much empathy for her. It's like not the way – you don't want to feel that betrayed ever in your life. It's horrible. That was your one of your best friends. The thing was actually too that – Ariana was like letting Raquel stay in her house for a while, apparently. And Raquel was like staying in their guest bedroom downstairs and Tom would like go down there and fuck her while Ariana was sleeping. It's like so horrific. It's so horrific. Oh my God. I, so they've picked up the cameras. They're recording for us to for them to just like tack it on at the end of season 10 it's gonna be chaos if you don't watch Vanderpump please watch it it's so fun if you want to get into a new reality television show I think it's the best one the Kardashians I hate that they like win awards for their stupid reality television show it's boring they just shake salads all the time not that I've ever really watched it that much they just shake salads and get mad at each other for stupid shit this show Vanderpump is the best reality television of all time all damn time if you do watch Vanderpump I need to know what you think of all this I need to know I need to know things like little details that you might have caught that I haven't like I just need to talk about it with people (laughs) You can tell that, like, none of my friends watch Van... Like, I have a few friends that watch Vanderpump. But, like, I need more friends to talk to about this. The other thing that I thought was interesting that I've not heard anyone talk about is that uh, Ariana, in a 
in a few seasons ago, she talks about her boyfriend before Tom, that he was really verbally and emotionally abusive and that he really put her down. And she was like very much a victim to that. And he would like say that her vagina was disgusting, which is horrific. But it just got me thinking about how maybe that's, even if Tom was a little bit better than that, like maybe she was willing to see past some things because he was a little bit better than someone was that was terrible. Like Tom is 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 very narcissistic. If you watch the show, he's textbook narcissist. He's very self-absorbed to a fault. And it was very clear that she deserved better than him. And I'm so glad that this is coming out about him because I've always felt this way about him. He's not, they've always tried to paint him in a good light, but he's not. But I just, I, no one else has talked about the fact that her past relationship was really emotionally and verbally abusive. And it was just like, maybe that was a little pattern for her that she's hopefully going to break. Um, Raquel oh this is the other very interesting part of it and this is a broader topic of how terrible most crisis PR firms are holy hell there is a market for actually good crisis PR teams first of all both of their apology statements which is so funny that they like all they did I mean not all they did it's pretty terrible but like it's a very personal thing that they're going through, but they have to make this like public apology. But both of their apology statements were shit. First, Tom was concerned about his business. He was like, I understand you're upset towards me, but don't take it out on my business. Stop writing bad Yelp reviews. Like, I need money. It's like, he said nothing about Ariana. It was bad. So clearly a crisis PR firm came in. They were like, let's craft a better response. So for him and Raquel, they both like put out these apology statements that were like, I don't want any sympathy for my actions. I was wrong. I am sorry. I'm working hard on myself. It was written so eloquently, so perfectly written, which I just wish that these apology statements were more authentic. I have not once seen an apology statement that was authentic to its core and that was from their own mouth and that was truly remorseful it's like you know that most of these people aren't fucking sorry (laughs) and you know that she didn't write that I just wish she would have been like I'm sorry um or I'm not fucking sorry I am not sorry I wish someone would say that once and be honest. <laughs> it's just like ridiculous. So I think if you're in crisis manage or crisis PR, crisis management, comms, I'd love to hear from you. Um, I think there's a market for authentic PR because <laughs> a lot of it just feels phony and everyone sees through that. I think that's the issue is that everyone can tell an energy thing. Everyone's an empath. We can all see through it. Okay, that's enough about Vanderpump. Isn't that so crazy? I think that is good for now. Elevation Nation, thank you all for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for receiving my 
my jumbled thoughts about where things are right now. Um, I hope you're doing well. Let me know what you think about this episode. Would love to hear from you. Um, if you have any thoughts on Vanderpump or the mush or the void or the shedding or the whatever you want to call it, the darkest before the dawn, we'd love to hear from you. And I hope you feel so elevated. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at The Elevated Empath. And I hope you feel so elevated and I will see you next time.